This week, we begin the new Chumash, the Chumash Bamidbar. Uh, the name of the Chumash is Bamidbar, which means in the desert. And uh, really, indeed, the entire Chumash talks about the years, the 40 years, that the Jewish people spent in the desert um, from after receiving the Torah. And um, ultimately, they had the story of the spies, and therefore they were punished to spend 40 years in the desert before they come to the land of Eretz Yisrael. And uh, that's where the name comes from. The name of the Chumash is Bamidbar. Now, in this week's parsha, the Torah describes exactly the way the Jewish people encamped and lived in the desert for all of those years. And it describes it in great detail. And the basic picture is that you have the Mishkan, which is the tabernacle, is in the middle. Right around the Mishkan, you have the Levim, the tribe of Levi, um, who their tents were around the Mishkan. And then you had the rest of the Jewish people that were already on the four uh, sides, there's four different camps, and each camp had three tribes, three shvatim, and that's how they that's how they lived and traveled when they were in the Midbar. The, um, the Pasuk says that the reason why the Levim, the tribe of Levi, were the ones who stayed directly near the Mishkan is because they were the ones who served in the Mishkan. They served in the Mishkan and they would um, build it and take it down when necessary when they traveled. And in fact, it was forbidden for a regular person, or those not from the tribe of Levi, to enter into the Mishkan and to do any service. That was specifically for the Levim. And therefore, the Torah says that the Levim are the ones who live right near the Mishkan, and by doing that, they ensure that no one should um, wander too close or be in a place where they were not allowed to be. Uh, versus the rest of the of the tribes, the rest of Kal Yisrael, so it says, each uh, would um, each encamp by their flag, their area where they where they uh, where they were meant to be. Mineged saviv la'oyhel mayed yachanu. The word mineged, Rashi says, mirochik, that they they were a little bit more distant, surrounding the Mishkan. But exactly how distant? How far were they? So the pasuk here does not say, but Rashi comments and he brings a pasuk from Yeshua. Um, when Yeshua is telling the Jewish people that they're about to go into Eretz Yisrael, the land of Eretz Yisrael, 40 years later, and he describes how they're going to travel, and he describes where the, how the Arin, the Holy Ark, is going to go before them, and everyone will tra- travel behind it. And he says to travel 2,000 Amis, which is 2,000 cubits, which is roughly three to 4,000 feet, um, that the other, tri- the other um, tribes, the Shvatim, should be 2,000 Amis from the Oren. Not further. Not closer, not further. So that there's an area of 2,000 Amis between the Oren and the rest of the Jewish people. And therefore Rashi says in this week's Parsha as well, that although the Pasuk doesn't say exactly when it says Mineged, that the Klal Yisrael, the tribes, were somewhat more distant from the Mishkan, so the Pasuk doesn't say how much, Rashi says, look there in Yeshua, and you'll see that it's 2,000 Amis. Those 2,000 cubits, that was the distance between the Shvatim and the Mishkan, which, of course, housed the Orin, the Ark. Why 2,000 Amis? You know, what's the, I mean, the, that's what the Pasuk says, but what's the reason for that? So Rashi says something very interesting, and that is that there is a halacha called Tchum Shabbos. Tchum Shabbos means that on Shabbos, one is not supposed to travel more than that amount. One is not supposed to walk a distance more than those 2,000 cubits, 
unless you're in the middle of a city or something, but to walk out of the city, to walk in an open area, more than 2,000 cubits is forbidden on Shabbos. And therefore, in order to enable that everyone should be able to come to the Mishkan and daven there and come close to the Mishkan and to the Arun um, on Shabbos, that's why the place where they lived was not more, and encamped was not more than 2,000 Amis away from the Mishkan. Which this, the Rebbe points out, carries a very beautiful lesson for us. And that is, wherever a person lives, wherever a person has to be, a person has to see to it that he should not be in a distance where he cannot reach his place that brings him close to Hashem. His Mishkan, the place of Kedusha, the place of holiness. We have to make sure that wherever we are, wherever we live, we're always, so to speak, in walking distance. We always have to be in a place where we can come and be close and near the Mishkan. So that the Jewish people, they're not allowed to live right near the Mishkan, but not further than the amount that would be permissible for them to come there on Shabbos. Interestingly, um, famously, the Rebbe never went to Eretz Yisrael, and it was a question that was asked of him many times, why didn't he go to Eretz Yisrael? And he gave different answers to different people over the years. Um, but once I heard, and I, I, don't, I don't know this firsthand, but I heard that one time when a person was really persistent, and why doesn't the Rebbe come to Eretz Yisrael? And the Rebbe told him that he feels so connected to the Oihel, to the resting place of his father-in-law, the previous Rebbe in New York, that from when his father-in-law passed away, he made up never to be in a place where he can't go there to that Oihel, to that caver of the Tzaddik, and be there in the same day. So therefore, the Rebbe never really left New York at all. So he was always in close proximity to that Oihel, that center place of Kedusha. This is an interesting idea. Again, I've heard this. I don't. Uh, I can't say I know it uh, firsthand or anything, but which very much fits with this lesson that the Rebbe learns from this Rashi in our parsha that the Jewish people had to stay in a place where, uh, even on Shabbos, when one is not allowed to travel a distance, they're always in you know in walking distance to be able to get to the Mishkan. But to take that one step further, the question becomes: Okay, so that's Shabbos. What about the rest of the days of the week? You know, the prohibition of traveling more than 2,000 cubits is only on Shabbos. But all the rest of the days of the week, the other six days of the week, why couldn't they encamp further out? more Further than 2,000 Amas. So, of course, on a simple level, the answer to that is because, you know, once they're in a certain place, why should they move from place to place? So being on Shabbos, they couldn't be more than 2,000 cubits. So, therefore, that's where their tents remained and that's where they were for the entire week. That's, of course, the simple answer to this question. And yet, the Rebbe offers a deeper insight into that. And he says, on Shabbos, typically every person is closer, so to speak, to Kedusha, to holiness on Shabbos. Shabbos is a time of holiness, is a time of added holiness. We spoke about this in last week's Devar as well. Shabbos is a time of Kedusha. So everyone feels closer to holiness, to Kedusha, to the Mishkan, to the Shul on Shabbos. The lesson over here is that a whole week, we have to be as close to the Mishkan as we are on Shabbos. It's not like Shabbos we're close to the shul and Shabbos we're close to a state of holiness, but during the week we recede and we move a little further away. No, the message over here is that being on Shabbos, we had to be within those 2,000 cubits in order to be close to the Mishkan. Throughout the week, we cannot be further than that. Because always and every day, the center point of a Yid's life is his place of, is the place of Kedusha, the place of holiness, our personal Mishkan, and therefore, throughout the week, we always remained in that same distance 
as we were on Shabbos when we maintained that closeness to the Mishkan. Have a wonderful Shabbos.